Hello and welcome to the latest episode of Racing Only Better. This is your entry day two preview show. At this point here, we are recording on the morning of the Thursday. So by the time you guys listen to this, hopefully we'll have tipped you a few winners already on day one. But we are cracking on with Friday. Um, we better do a weather watch. Who is on course? Dan Barber is on course. But let's come to TC first, because what's the predicted situation now with just a couple of days to go before the big one on Saturday? Basically, it's good to soft, good to soft, soft in places on the national course. But they only got five mil on Wednesday. Uh, and that was at the lower end of what was forecast. And the for- the site I use now, which is normally the most pessimistic one, Kev, um, <laughs> they, only, they only predict four mil on Thursday and Friday combined, and it's meant to be a sunny day. So my, predi- oh, yes. my prediction is Salika Barma is going to get her watering can out on Friday evening on the national course. Oh, my God. Oh. That would be... That would be- Interesting. Over to who's on the spot. The power of positive thought, Tony Calvin. Come on. Beautiful oh. sunshine and happy. Bam Bridge. Bam Bridge. Yeah, good time. Dan, we're gonna let's crack straight on with, with the first race on day two, which is of course the mild main novices chase over the three miles, one furlong. Um, but Dan, we'll come to you first here because Jerry Glom is the fourth five favourite to right the wrong of Cheltenham. From next best at seven to two, obviously ran so well at Cheltenham. Complete unknown in there for Paul Nichols at eleven to two, and the mayor Gallia de la Toe for the skeleton team at eight to one. Those are the top few in the betting, but plenty of ground sort of specialists here, and every everyone kind of wants something a bit different. Yeah, as my Barnet will attest, it's very windy here this morning, so I don't. It, it looks set for it looks Wind, windy, set well. It is indeed. <laughs> It, it, got, first, when, he, when he first came on, he reminded me of that scene in something about. Oh Mary. God, I knew that was coming. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, but you were rushing with... this morning, so you didn't have time. Yeah. <laughs> I suppose the thing with Jerry Colomb, isn't it? We'll have to pick his feet up a bit sooner. But I mean, in the olden days, if he could have got a few more cracks on the bottom, I think he'd have probably won. Like everything went right for the real wacker, and he still just clung on. Um, I was hoping my England's race was going to be, oh, it's been bucketing it down. Yesterday, Galileo de la Toe has looked very good when she's had very testing ground and she's already got a verdict over complete unknown. But the picture has definitely changed and it's getting to the point where I'm half tempted to lay Jerry and have the field running for me and hope just because he's had a fairly, ha- a fairly hard race and he can be a bit sluggish, but I'm probably going to sit it out. But yeah, I've been scuppered slightly by the lack of rain. Okay. And TC, over to you. Do you have a bet in this race? I don't. I was I was toying with complete unknown because obviously bypassed um, Cheltenham. Very impressive at Kempton last time, but 11 to 2 is probably a little bit skinny, uh, especially when you factor in that I'm not entirely sold on his stamina over this trip, but um, no, no, no bet for me. Okay. Yeah, I tell you, I, I was half hoping that um, that Gordon might put cheek pieces on Jerry Colomb. Um, I he's think got Davy now, hasn't he? You got Davy. Right yeah, now. he's got he's got Davy now. And look, Gordon said as I, I spoke to Gordon for for at the races there um, two nights ago, and you know he, he said plainly enough, you know, I think if Jordan had another was able to ride that race again, it'd be a different result. Um, you know, I think they they feel that if he'd been a bit more positive, 
that um, that he probably would have won. Um, might be a shade harsh. The horse said, "No, if he could have went much faster going down the hill than he did, he just got a bit outpaced." But I think they'll be very much out of the mind, right? You know, don't forget, like that was his first go over three miles over fences. Um, he always looked like he'd um, he'd he'd enjoy it, but it was his first go at it. So I think they they won't be sparing him in terms of how forward they are with him here. Um, and yeah, it'd be interesting. And look, Davies a very a variable to consider. Look, he clearly wasn't himself at Cheltenham, probably not even close. Um, he's had you know four weeks to get himself right physically. And sure, look, hopefully we see here um, at this meeting a bit more of what we're, we're accustomed to with Davy, because um, as I think all concerned said, you know, it was a, a, a real pity for it to end the way it did at Cheltenham. So hopefully he can, he can rectify that here. And um, this would be a big one for him if he could get it done. Absolutely. Yeah. Let's move on to the 220 and we'll stick with you, Kev, here, because this is a very competitive handicap hurdle over two miles, four furlongs. And it's two JP McManus horses currently at the top of the betting with Camprond as your favourite for the Hobbs team at 11 to 2. And no ordinary Joe is in there next best at 15 to 2. Those are just the top two, but it is wide open. And I'm hoping you've landed on a decent price one here, Kev. Yeah, somewhat. Um, I'd give a chance to Captain Conby um, for Dusty Sheehy. Um, look, mm-hmm. has has run very well in a number of uh, very competitive handicap hurdles and has kind of caught the eye in all of them. Like he, he's a strong traveller and he looked to have a massive chance turning in in the Coral Cup. And he just did maybe didn't find quite as much as expected um, in the closing stages. But look, that was Keith Donahue's first time to ride him. He rides him again here. And look, the, the, basically the case is sharper tests, um, hopefully a quieter ride delivered later. Um, I think he's handicapped to win um, something like this um, if things go right for him. Um, and, and yeah, like, like I think he, I think he's very talented. That was his first run for nearly ten weeks. You know, it might be a stretch to 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 put forward that he may have needed the run as such. Um, but the run will surely do him no harm. He's coming here fresher than most. And yeah, I, I thought he was the interesting one. Okay, he's currently eleven to two with the sports book. Over to you, TC, for this race. He's 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 what price? <laughs> Sorry, he's eleven to one. Chief, my God, give me a fright there. <laughs> sorry, 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 sorry. What was that, what was that horse? Uh, Captain, Captain Conby. Conby. Oh, right, yeah, yeah. Sorry, um, I, was, I was looking up at the favourite, Campon. At least he <laughs> checked the price of the horse so he knew that was wrong. Yeah. Very no, much, yeah. Right, <laughs> Go on, TC, over um, to you. I fell across at 14s and 12s yesterday. He's still 12s with a sports book playing six places, so... That has to be my my recommendation here. Um, very, he was you know he was very good in in the autumn, um, beating some decent horses, uh, including the Supreme Trial. Uh, they went for the Supreme, um, and he ran no kind of race. He just got taken off his feet. Um, didn't jump particularly well, but he stuck on quite well to be you know to be beaten only twenty two lengths. I mean, he looked like he's booked for last all the way around. So. Um, Obviously, he was a massive outsider there. I think he went up about 160 on Betfair, so he, he didn't have much of a chance anyway. I think the step up in triple suit, uh, he was a progressive middle distance horse uh, on the flat in uh, 2022 um, with form up to a mile five. So step up in triple suit. I think a mark of 133 on the Cheltenham full mile in the season is is decent. He is three pound higher than his Irish mark. But yeah, I think he's relatively unexposed. Uh, back over a more suitable trip. 
ground, good to soft ground, will be absolutely perfect for him. It goes with good and soft anyway, but I think decent ground is is probably more suitable. Yeah, I thought Fenacross 12s each way, six places um, off that kind of mark is, is well, it's, it's pulled me in anyway. I've, I've, had a, I've had a fair bet on him, yeah. Okay, a 12 to 1 shot, an 11 to 1 shot from Kevin to confirm, and Tan Barber. Finally, over to you for this race. Can you beat these guys with their prices? Oh, you could you could easily back six or seven in this, couldn't you? I mean, it, there are loads of interesting holes. So I think there are six coming from the Coral Cup. Campron did best. Four coming from the Pipe Race. Tony's mentioned one from the Supreme. And we had Jason the Militant, who was obviously a very ambitious runner in the champion hurdle. I've half got it down to two. Fenner Cross was one of the last names off the team sheet, as was Kev Shout, Captain Combo. Uh-huh. Nels, Nelson, I'm going back in again because everybody says just watch it back as if people haven't. But I, I was excited for quite a long way of that Coral Cup having backed him there. I mean, he powered his way into contention. He's clearly in ripping form. I just don't think he stayed the trip 21 furlongs on soft ground in the end. Now, I thought he would. I didn't think it'd be a problem at all. Since he ran, Nicky St. Nick has had 30 runners, 10 have won, 8 have been placed. Um, and he was effusive on Sunday talking about how good a form this horse was in. Now, he's got ground to make up on Camprond. He's £7 better off, ground to make up on Captain Combi, but I thought he shaped significantly better than the result there. And my second dart is Martello Sky, who's a mare I've really liked down the years. She's mm. two from two in handicaps. She's been freshened up. Again, Lucy Wadham, another stable that's in, in great form. So I like the angle of going back up in trip, off a break, back into a handicap. Um, still well in on what she did when she ran in Defa- when she beat Indefatigable in her last start in a handicap at Cheltenham. So they're my two. And uh, Rachel's the icing on the cake. Okay, love it. Couple of throws at the dartboard then. Let's move on, Kev, to the top novices hurdle over the two miles and half a furlong here, the 255 at Aintree. Fascin- I find this a fascinating race. You've got Founder 50 is currently the market leader at 72, but may well not be by the time of the off. And then in the pocket is next best at four to one. Same price, Lucia. Obviously, Lucia on the rebound mission from Cheltenham. You've got in the pocket with the Supreme form. We're looking for that to be backed up. And Founder 50 with the Corbett's Cross form, which so many people are a big you know, supporter and, and believer in Corbett's Cross. So we want Founder 50 to show up here. And obviously, he hasn't been to Cheltenham. So many different angles in here, but who wins it? Uh, market's been shaking up a little bit there in recent days. A couple haven't turned up that, that were up at the front end of the market. Um, look, I'd like Founder 50 for this for a few days, and, and I'm going to stick with him. Um, like you say, hasn't been to Cheltenham, um, which is you know no harm at all. And I think we'll, we'll see that hammered home potentially again and again this week, um, as we did at Fairy House um, there in recent days. Um, look, he is quite unexposed, made a winning hurdling debut, beating the, the highly regarded uh, Parmenian, who, who probably isn't going to be as good as the chat suggested, um, but he hammered him regardless. And and that was a very good run behind Corbett's Cross, you know, only his second run over hurdles, giving up a lot of experience to that one and the rest. And um, and, he, and he ran a massive race. He was only just edged out of a close home, um, mild cleared a third. And look, I think he's going to improve again from that. Um, Gordon seems to hold him in, in very high regard. They think that the, the course distance will suit him well. Um, I would be fearful of in the pocket, um, who, who, in fairness, has very solid form, you know, ran very well in the Supreme. Um, in contrast to some other views, like I think two miles is, is fine for him, to be honest. 
Um, so I, I would be fearful of him, much more fearful of him than Lucia. Um, that Mayor's Novice Hurdle form has taken an absolute whacking. Um, it took an absolute whacking at Fairy House. Um, what was it? Something the second, third, and fifth all ran in the same race, and they all like the closest any of them got was you know 33 lengths or something like that. Um, it took an absolute whacking. So why I think Nikki was on record there in recent days saying that she had a bad preparation for Cheltenham, which um, you know. And nothing was said about nothing, nothing was said about that prior to Cheltenham, which will be probably quite upsetting to those in the background the sixth of four. But um, um, Nikki can say some kind of funny things in, in the aftermath of disappointing runs. So uh, uh, the old cynic in me wouldn't read too much into it. But um, yeah, basically, in a nutshell, found a 50. Um, I'm hoping okay. it will be very tough to beat. Okay, and could be a very big day for Team David Russell and Gordon Elliott. Seven to two, found a 50. TC over two for this race. What's your bet in it? How are you playing? Uh, very, very quickly, not going to have a bet in it. I can see okay. the case for all three market leaders. Um, and as such, I can see much juice in their price. I can fully see, you know, the, some of the Cheltenham disappointments bouncing back at, at massive prices. But it looked it looked very trappy. On the Lucia, uh, there was, obviously you can't put this into columns or, or anything like that, but there was a lot of gossip about the well-being of Shishkin and Lucia going into Cheltenham. So... I would probably give that some credence. Uh, it's obviously massively disappointing when people come out and say, oh, yeah, she had a bad prep and she wasn't big faff. But I think they're, I think they're adamant that Lucia is a lot, lot better. And she didn't run that badly. I mean, she only beaten four lengths. But if they're as good as they thought she was after the Exeter run, when Nico de Boyle wanted to run her in the Supreme, um, mm. then she, she has a big run in her then. But obviously... Um, it's it's a deep race and I, I can't see a bit in it. Big races don't come any bigger than the Aintree Grand National. A big field, big jumps and a big distance. And when you bet fair on the Grand National Festival, you get big rewards to celebrate the big occasion. Get a £10 free bet when you bet £10 with the multiples available every day at Aintree. It's the biggest race of all with Betfair. Optin required free bet valley for 48 hours and racing multiples only. Min combined odds 2.0, max one per day. Exclusions and season C's apply. 18 plus, be gambleaware.org. Let's move on then, and Dan will bring you back in here for the 3.30. It's the Marsh Chase over the two miles, four furlongs. Uh, Paul Nichols will be looking to improve his week as things have gone a bit wrong in regards to Brave Man's game, etc. That will be discussed on Wade In on Monday. Stay tuned for that. Uh, but he's got two in here with Pick Dory and Hitman. Pick Dory is two to one. Hitman is nine to two. And splitting them in the market is Fakir Duberry. He's looking to win this race, of course, again at nine to four. French Dynamite is also in there, seven to one. Miller's Bank at nines, Fugitive at tens, and Manella Drama at 25. So that's your full field. But Dan, I'll come to you first for this fascinating contest. Feel like. There's holes to pick in all of them. It's kind of how you, if you're a glass half full or a glass half empty type of person in regards to how you look at this race. Yeah, I totally agree. And I, I don't want to um, speak out of turn here in front of Kev with his, I know he's a big fan of Fakir degrees, but I'm happy well, to be to against. Be, to be fair, no, speak, speak away, speak away. We, we, we encouraged a healthy debate. He thinks this horse isn't the same horse as he was last year. So That's that's my belief. And it's all I feel like Joseph is going for cheap pieces, not necessarily... I don't know, maybe. I mean, he's a genius trainer. Maybe he's thinking, oh, those are definitely suiting. They may sharpen him up, but eight now, he's had plenty of hard slogs over the years. He's been on, on the go for a long time, and he's win this season. He was 
95, 90% fortunate, wasn't he? Um, I'm playing two against the field because I think that's the angle in that Fakir Duderiz might be overbet because he's won the race the last two years. Miller's Banks, Aintree form, tempts me in. Ran a brilliant oh. race as a novice hurdler and um, won the Manifesto novice on this card well the Thursday of this meeting last season in good fashion it wasn't a vintage renewal but he's a hold up horse who'll benefit from a strong pace and that looks likely um, freshened up clearly targeted at this they'd have had no interest in running him at Cheltenham and it's another stable as I keep saying I mean they, they were struggling for winners for a while but the, the dam seems to have broken the last couple of days and they've had some winners um, but my other angling is I know I think there might be a strong pace it might sound counterintuitive but assuming Pick Doherty is okay on left handed tracks and he ran in the manifesto last season and blew out completely, but he had a breathing problem. So maybe it was something physical. I do think he's got the capacity to get into a, a deadly rhythm around here. I think he's more likely to lead than his stable mate Hitman of the two Nichols horses that have forced the pace lately. He's a, a nippy horse, fast horse. And as we say in, in the preview for the first day, I think the best form in that um, bowl race was what Shishkin did to pick Dohi in the... Um, in the Ascot chase this season. And I don't mm. think Pick Dohey was disgraced trying to run the finish out of him. So two against the field, Pick Dohey, Miller's Bank. I'll have the same amount on both, I think. Okay, Miller's Bank, nine to one, Pick Dory two to one. Uh, over to you, TC, for this. Where did you land? Nowhere. Nasty little race. No bet. No bet. Okay. No, I, I, yeah. did, I did not have any betting angle, any betting opinion whatsoever. No bet. Yeah, it, it, I'd agree. It, it is tricky now. Um, and, and I would have those little concerns about Fakir Dudri. Like, it's only a margin of thing. Like, I think he, he might, to, to, me, to my eye, he might be down five pounds on last year. But look, the cheat pieces have been talked about for a little while. And you can see why they might help him. He's just not going through his races as fluently as he once did. Um, so it definitely weren't a go. And look, this, this is the big day. This is He's been trained backwards, backwards from this all season. So um, if he's going to show that he is the same horse as he was, you know, in recent years, and this will be the day he shows it, um, would have appreciated rain. Um, we're not going to get it now between now and this race, I don't think. Um, but look at he's he's shown his he's shown a high level of form, a good soft ground in the past. So yeah, I think we'll I think we'll all know where we stand with, with Fakir Dudery um after this, because there, there shouldn't be any excuses really. Just, just about the rain. What's the what's the what's it like at Aintree at the moment? Obviously, we just start we're about quarter past. Eight on Thursday morning. What what's the what's the what's the weather like there now? It's dry and just very windy mm. and cold. Um, I was driving back from here last night and it was it was rattling it down most of the way, but you wouldn't really know it. It's not like the ground's still soaking or anything. Good. Uh, before we go any further, don't forget bet ten get ten. Uh, obviously, <laughs> laughing like away. you just did earlier. I didn't. I like to drop it in halfway through the show to sort of split up the show, you know, to split up the rhythm. Uh, have a £10 bet on racing multiples, get a free £10 bet on racing multiples. But please do read the show's description for the T's and C's and don't forget to gamble responsibly. But that is the bet 10, get 10 offer, and it's available on all three days of the entry meeting with Betfair on the Sportsbook. Uh, let's move on and go over the national fences in the top of the 405 and Ashtown Loud is your 7-1 favourite. Gezkiel next best. 
for the Oliver Green All team at 15 to 2. Final orders over from Ireland, 8 to 1. Hawthorne Calor for the Mullins team, 9 to 1. And Burroughs, same, same team, 11 to 1. Jump round here before, obviously, Al Dancer in there at 12. Il Rodoto at 12. Um, this, as the betting suggests, given that we've got the favourite at 7 to 1 TC, is a wide open race, as we would hope for the top of. Yeah, I, I I love one in this. I really do. Oh, uh, here we go. And it's 40 to 1. I would quite happily back it at 20s upwards. Uh, and the horse in question is Fantasticas. Um, I tipped him in the ultimate, even you though did. I, even though I wasn't totally sold on, on his stamina over three mile one there. But he was just coming to take the lead uh free out when he he uh, he pretty much ballooned one and then he bumped into Harper's Brook on the way down. And, and again, when they, when they met, when they landed and it just, he just went from hero to zero like that. It it was just, he just like, went out like a light. So I think he ran a lot better than the beaten distance would suggest cliche, cliche, but yeah. So I, and they actually dropped him four pounds for that. And the only annoying thing about this race is Horton Couleur has been confirmed. <laughs> And he's now three pound out the handicap, but effectively he's racing off a mark of one hundred and thirty-one, which is um, eleven. Still eleven pound lower than the start of the season. Um, the ground can do what it wants for it. I thought he ran okay in the Beecher over a three mile two here in December. Uh, maybe a sight for this. And the angle with the, for the horses is the falling handicap mark and the step down in trip for the to two mile five it's the first time he's run over this kind of distance since a third in the dipper so mm. he's come he, i think he's come down the weights massively for non-staying efforts there was a lot more promise in the ultima last time yeah um 40 to one six places with a sports book i mean it's the standout industry price and to be honest with you I, I looked at the race on Wednesday. And I said, "Well, that forties isn't going to last ten minutes, but it's still there as we speak on Thursday morning." And take it if you can. Take thirty threes. Take twenty eight, twenty fives, and upwards. It's or twenties and upwards. I think he's a great fit. Okay, I like that angle. Any concerns about Sam riding for Warren Greytrex and Jordan Ayler being in the saddle instead? Like, surely Sam had the choice here. Who cares? I mean, I'm a better judge than Sam Tristan Davis, aren't I? <laughs> and I and I haven't got ginger hair either. You definitely couldn't. You couldn't do. No, you couldn't do ten stone too. There's no way you're doing ten stone too, Calvin. I if I was one of those magic tricks and they sawed me in half. <laughs> Debbie McGee required. <laughs> what attracted you to the multi-millionaire? Uh... Paul Daniels. Paul Daniels. Yeah. <laughs> that was, a, was that Mrs. Burton. That was a cracker. Yeah, R.I.P. What a legend, Carolina Hearn was. Yeah, was. I did ask that question with a slight tone of uh, sarcasm, knowing that you take so little. <laughs> I know. I know. And, I, and, and I've got I've got a picture of me down here when I was a youngster, and I did have ginger hair, unfortunately. So <laughs> bloody hell! I shouldn't take the piss uh, too much. Dan, I've got you talking. I'll try and find it. <laughs> Dan, over to, you, over to you for the top. I've got it, I've got it. Oh, oh Jesus. Oh, no. No. Put that up instead of your own face for the rest of the show. Stop. Jesus. <laughs> Butter wouldn't melt. <laughs> so angelic. Um, God, God, it just shows you, doesn't it? What's your top and pick? Um... I like a couple of double figures, just not in the le- the realm of double figures at TC. He's going whacking out the park. Um, 
it would be quite the feat of training from Sam Thomas, but it, he did it with our power, didn't he? Put him away after a win and then got him back cherry ripe to win again. He's attempting the same with Al Dancer, who I, I mean, he he took to the fences really well. He beat Jeskill, looked like winning by further for a long way. I don't think there'll be a great deal between those two and Ash Town lad who ties in with them through Jeskill as well. So they've all got experience at the fences, which is a bit overplayed nowadays, maybe to some extent. But the other one I like is a hunch of a horse that will definitely take really well to this course. And I've been saying he doesn't get the trip all season, Il Ridotto, but I can see him being a a perfect rhythm horse for Aintree. It maybe jumps a bit low, but he's basically a very fluent, aggressive jumper. Cobden will ride him with balls of steel as usual. He'll just fire him out if he doesn't get the trip on the long run and he doesn't get the trip. But there's, I think there's a fairly obvious back to lay there because um, he is pretty electric when he goes from the front, as we've seen in his last couple of starts. There's some sort of aircraft sound like it's taking off behind me. I'll go on mute. Oh, we can we we can hear that, I don't think. Oh, that's good. Right, I'm back on them. No. No, plough on. Oh, you're done? I'm done, yeah. Okay, that's you done. Um, Kev, let's move on to the Sefton, the 440. God, you forget how good this race, like the two days racing and the build-up to the big one on Saturday actually is. Three miles, <laughs> Sefton Novices Hurdle. Stay away, Faye. Nine to, uh, what is going on with my prices? Jesus Christ. Five to two. Stay away, Faye. It's five to two at the top of the market. Looking to back up the Cheltenham win. Absolute notions in here. Gordon Elliott, Davy Russell, again, 100 to 30. Iroko, 11 to two, stepping up in trip. Maximilian, 11 to two as well for the Donald McCain yard. Apple away in there for Lucinda Russell at 10s. Those are the top five in the betting. Kevin Blake, are we focusing in on Cheltenham form from different races here or are you going elsewhere? Oh, no, I, I, I usually take it on Vanessa. Usually, especially when they're when they're plenty short in the market. Stay away, Faye wasn't going to run here. Um, Paul said earlier in the week that um, he was targeting Punchestown and he's changed his mind for whatever reason. Um, and look, it was very tough at Cheltenham in fairness, but hard race on soft ground. Um, I'm going for absolute notions. Gordon Elliott um, deliberately skipped Cheltenham with a view to coming here. Um, ran really well in the, the Nathaniel and Lucy grade one novice hurdle at the Dublin Racing Festival, um, really shaping as if the step up and trip would very much suit. Um, I'm, I'm pretty heavily invested now in Gordon Elliott and David Austin in the coming days. So I'm, I'm yeah. hoping it goes well. You really <laughs> are. Oh, forgiven. We want, we, we want, pipe, pipe or no worries. Hopefully, hopefully David got two hours this week. Yeah. yeah, hopefully so. <laughs> Hope he's got a good physio. Um, but yeah, look, look, I think this horse is excellent for him. Claims um, that um, that 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 form from the Dublin Racing Festival stood up well enough. Um, good land, ran quite well in the Lord, what's it called, the Ballymore and Sandor Clegan ran very well in the Albert Bartlett. So it looks good and solid. Um, and absolute notions shape better than the bare result. So coming here fresh with the scope to improve over further, um, he'll do for me VBR. Okay, at a hundred to thirty for Team Gordon Elliott and Davy Russell. Over to you, TC, for this. Are you with Kevin in the sense that we're kind of avoiding the Cheltenham form and going elsewhere with the horses that didn't run at Cheltenham? Uh, actually, yeah. Uh, one of my one of my three. It's good job Barry's not producing because I'm actually going to put up three. I back oh, back. oh. Race for three. <laughs> I'm chipping three. Uh, and if he doesn't like it, he can do one. Um, <laughs> first one is um, first one is somewhere. Barry just shuddered. <laughs> 
bet he's sneaking, I bet he's sneakingly looking at this recording. <laughs> No, Apple away is the, the main one. Um, okay. It's about 12 to 1 on the exchange. I'm backing that one win only. Uh, she's the only mayor in the race. She's improving from the stable who obviously won this with Boy Senor two years ago. Um, just like she beat a dual subsequent winner two starts ago off a very lowly handicap mark, but she made big improvement last time when making all at Doncaster. And what I liked about that performance, not only could the, the, the rider not claim his usual five, um, she, she actually made a real bad mistake at the last and picked up again. So how did he stay on that? That was I don't know. I mean, I, but to actually do that and then go away again, I thought she had loads left in the tank and getting the seven pounds with the improving. Uh, I think I can see her really, imp- uh, you know, progressing to to match it with the form horses. And the other two are just purely price based, purely. And the first one is Hurricane Bay. Uh, what is what is that doing at fifty to one? 50 to 1, four places is an absolute joke. Has no, you know, it's just just bizarre. I mean, this horse actually traded odds on in running in the River Don against um, Maximilian and Stay Away Faye and was only beating less than five lengths. And when horses trade odds in in running, by their very nature, they look like winning. And that horse did until very late on. Since gone on to, um, you know, to win a, a Mickey Mouse race over two mile three, Step up to three miles uh, on on better ground than expected. Fifty to one is an absolute joke. Again, twenty to one plus with four places, I'll be happy to back that. So if you can get the thirty threes or forties or thirty threes, that's amazing. And Mocha de Bassi is the other one. Back that in the attempts. Uh, fell at the second la- uh, Fell at the second, uh, having shaped really well in the attempts qualifier. Uh, had shaped really well over two mile four in the Ballymore trial. Uh, got loads to find, but. I've got a really good profile, and more importantly, it's 100 to 1. I mean, what the hell is that doing at 100 to 1 four places? I, I really appreciate it's a really deep race, but I'm I'm more, more than happy to have those three on my side. Okay, brilliant. Well, we've got Apple away at 10s, Hurricane Bay at 50s, and... Mocha de Bassi at 100s. Yeah. The last one well, backing, the first one win only, and the other two I'm backing each way four places. Great. Love it. Okay, well, that is a serious, serious shout in this race then. Um, Dan. The windiest of the windy, the hurricane. I'm following you in. I'm following you in, Calvin. As you might have seen from my gesture. Yeah, Yeah, I did. I I mean, I have this obsession at the moment telling any trainer I see on track that these Molinas horses are just died in the wool stayers who are really tough and completely what Tony says. I mean, you wind back the clock to the River Don. I do think Stay Away Faye probably improved at Cheltenham, but had a hard race in the process. What about the clubs River Don? And had Hurricane Bay been held on to for a bit longer rather than committing for home up that long, open expanse of the Doncaster home straight on ground that ranges from bald to heavy to firm, um, <laughs> Hurricane Bay, I think, would have been even closer. It's just, I just think she's the wrong, pr- he's the wrong price with the, um, with the extra placing. So, in a roundabout way, I'm I'm aiming for a Lucy Wadham double on day two. What's really, and I know it's nothing to do with the Betfair ambassador angle, but Nico was on on the River Don and he hasn't got a ride in this, but Lucy Wadham has has, has gone with Bryony Frost. So Interesting. For, that reason, for that reason alone, I, I hope he runs an absolute storm because that Bryony Frost deserves some loyalty and she gets it from Lucy Wadham. Yeah. Uh, number 11 might be a fitting show title as well, St. Davy. So, <laughs> given Kev's hopes that he has a resurgent week, 
Come yeah. on, Davey. Oh, forgiven. Let's do it. <laughs> um, Kev, over to you for this race. I think this is another of your races that you have a bet in. Um, no, it isn't. Oh, okay. Wait, I... wait. No prices for this, we don't think yet, is it? Uh, talk, talking about Davey. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm still if talking got... about the 4 Oh, sorry. Sorry, V. And Kev, you're 40. Yeah. Yeah, abs absolute notions. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Please pay sorry. attention. While we were, before we go, we're talking about Davey and his injury problem. Tell that story about when he was behind you in the queue for the doctor at Cheltenham and what, why you were in the queue. Damn. Oh, yeah. See, if I, if I was so minded, I'd one of those mouthy ones that have been saying, oh, look who I've just seen, controversial. But I didn't. I kept it quiet. Yeah, oh, why I, were you in the queue for the doctor? Because my earpiece broke off and got stuck in my ear, so I couldn't hear anything. Stop! <laughs> Honestly, it, it was like somebody trying to... The, the bloke eventually got it out from the St. John's ambulance. It was like when you see those harrowing scenes of a calf being born. <laughs> like... Do you have one of the custom molded ones? No, I'd lost mine, so I had a replacement one, and I thought, oh. God, it, God, it's gone really quiet. What's going on? And then I pulled the thing out, and it was stuck right oh, in my ear. No, that's not nice. Thing with the I, thing. Like, I have an issue keeping my earpiece in. Mine like, never stays in. Niall Hannity's been telling me for about four years, go to this place near you that he's used in the past and get a proper one. And instead, I'm buying these cheaper ones off Amazon, and they're just breaking left, right, and centre. I heard, I heard the ambulance man was quite taken aback when you asked him to get it out of his tongue. <laughs> I think that wraps up the show because, as the boys have said, we don't have any prices for the last race. So unless anyone's got something to add for that handicap hurdle, um, we will just wrap up with Nap, shall we? I don't mm. think anyone's got anything to say. No prices means that we can't really do very much with that. So... Kevin Blake, come to you for your nap first. If you're not napping one of these Davy Gordon horses, I'll be very disappointed. In for a penny, in for a 50. But it's not found a 50. It's uh, absolute oh. notions. Oh, really? <laughs> Sorry. Okay. Okay. <laughs> notions for you then. Uh, TC, over to you for your nap. Oh, I like them all, but no. Hurricane Bay, win and place. Okay, big price, right? Love it. And Dan, what's your nap? Oh, yeah, mixed, meant mixed feelings now because I'm not going to nap him. I'll probably back him, but TC will win the naps competition if uh, that cops. I'm going to go with St. Nick, Nelson. Um, he's my stronger of the two against the field in the 220, the two and a half mile handicap hurdle. And I'll have him win and place, please. Okay. Hopefully, our producer is taking notes of all of that. <laughs> uh, that wraps up the show. We'll be back tomorrow, of course, with. A look at Saturday, day three of the Big Angel Festival and, of course, a deep dive into the Grand National itself. But for now, thank you very much, everyone, for watching and listening. Hopefully, we're, like, halfway through the week and showing you loads, like, tipping loads of winners by this point. Don't forget, bet 10, get 10 on racing multiples with the Betfair Sportsbook. Get involved in that offer. But do gamble responsibly. Enjoy your week and join us again when we will be previewing the Grand National and more on the next episode of Racing Any Better.